Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Best of the Men's Room podcast. Let the shenanigans begin. What went wrong? 844-999-OLA. <laughs> Just keep that in mind. Hello, Gabe. Welcome to the Men's Room. Hola, boy. Hola. By the way, someone says it was not Roosevelt. It was Eisenhower that came up with the idea for the highway. Either way, that is part of it. That's why planes, and I would assume every single pilot is aware of this. So if the S hits the fan and you can find a highway, you got five miles to find a, a straight mm-hmm. line to land on. I'm sullying it. I'm looking for a lake. Yeah, I'm thinking water, bro. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sorry, Gabe. Hello. Welcome to the men's room. Hey, thank you. I want to give a woo pig suey to hear all the KKEG people in Fayetteville. Man, I'm so glad you stopped at the second K because <laughs> I was about to hang up on you. You know ass them like, KKK people hey. in Fayetteville. Oh, you know oh, where I you are. I for you, Thrill. I moved away from there because I, I hate all the chiggers and ticks. The, the, I'm sorry, the who, the do what now? They're bugs. They're bugs. The chiggers. Yeah, you know what, man? I grew up and there were the bugs called chiggers. And I hated it only because, like, look, things rhyme with it, right? There's Tigger, there's Trigger, there's Chiggers. The problem was when I was a kid, every time brought up people brought up Chiggers, they'd give me that weird look. And it's like, it's only weird because you keep looking at me. <laughs> or if somebody simply had a dog named Tigger and you okay. always have to make them feel bad about it. Well, and then, uh, think and you where you grew up. The house. <laughs> Tigger! Tigger! Tigger, please! Is, yeah. is, that, is that white family? Are they? Is, Are he, they, is that kid screaming? Is the only white family in this neighborhood? Are screaming. they screaming Tigger? T I double Gur. He seems to be looking for one of us. <laughs> Shout out to Big Tig. <laughs> so please, Gabe, continue. So anyway, yeah, me and my, my brother are from, uh, from Northwest, Northwest Arkansas. We're a couple of hillbilly transplants here in Olympia, Washington. And uh, we uh, both went out, took a little break from Ole. And went to Sandpoint, uh, Idaho, to build some uh, straw bell cabins. And uh, after a long winter off the grid, we decided to go and find the mouth of the river that we'd been bathing in. Uh, and uh, we got up there in the spring and thought we were doing good. We were listening to uh, Merle Haggard, Rainbow Stew, smoking weed, having a good time. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, uh, in the road, you know, mind you, we're in a, like a '76. Uh, forward pickup truck, you know, two-wheel drive, and all of a sudden we see this big mound of snow that's just blocked by trees. So everything else is thawed, but here's this mound of snow just in between this little break of trees, and I said, brother, don't don't stop. Just plow through it. Just put your pedal to the metal. Go through it. Sure enough, 
halfway through the amount of snow, he lets off the gas, we get high-centered. So we spend three hours digging and jacking this thing, taking breaks, buy a little fire, drinking a little port of our tequila, getting this, <laughs> this truck unhigh-centered from this amount of snow. After three hours, we get past it. I'm like, that's the end of that. We did it. We're, we're, we, you know, we're, we're good, brother. We get to a trailhead. We start hiking. We're like, oh, no. <laughs> All these little trees aren't little trees. These, these are the tips of tall trees. We are 30 feet. Of, <laughs> we're standing on 30 feet of snow, practically. Oh, no. Do you think there was an avalanche or that was just the snowpack? No, that's just a snowpack. And, you know, we, we didn't know what we were in for. Like, like I told you, we're from Arkansas. Um, we're, we're from everything's kind of inverted. This is all going up, and we didn't really know what we were doing. And, you know, you know how it goes. <clears throat> anyway, uh, so once I figured it out, I'm like, listen, buddy, we are on top of the trees, and what we're looking for is probably 30, 30 feet below us. Let's get out of here, like, now. So we start booking it out. And just as we were starting to get back to the truck, all these big, big, big drops of rain start coming down. And he, he starts joking around, saying, oh, look, I'm in the Matrix, and doing his arms and everything else. Big <laughs> drops are going all around him. And I'm laughing, and we're having a great time getting back to the truck. And then all of a sudden, golf ball size hell. Bam, bam, bam. Like we're getting hit by like gunfire. So we get back to the truck. We're both underneath the truck at this point, freaking out. What are we going to do? Finally, he finds the keys. He gets in the truck, starts hauling. The, the windows are all fogged up. The, the, the potholes are as big as kiddie pools, and we're, we're you know we're dodging all this stuff. We finally get back, getting back in our little straw bell cabins. We wake up in the morning to find out that that whole place was covered in snow overnight. Like if we had reached our destination, and you know did like good Arkansas boys and just set up camp, had a good time, we probably would have died. Probably wouldn't have got oh, out of there. So yeah. we would not be talking to you now. Let me ask you this. What do you miss most about Arkansas? Uh, <laughs> uh, I just, I don't know how to, well, okay, I, I do know how to say it. Because I've talked to some, a lot of people around here about it. It's just, I don't, I just, I just miss being able to have a good time in public and not being herded into corrals and stuff. Okay, right. yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Here, if I want to have a beer at a festival or something, i got to go into some kind of pig corral and, and, and stand inside of a fence to have my beer before I go out. Hey, man, hey, we, hey, we, are, yeah, yeah, we yeah. are right there with you. We've been you. talking yes. about this forever. Beer garden is what we call it, but we feel you, brother. We absolutely do. But they've loosened up the, the rules over the years. A lot. A lot. A lot. Yeah, like used to be when you went to a concert at the stadium, you could only go into a beer garden. But I think they realize, okay, there's 30,000 people at the concert, 25,000 of them are crowded yeah. into the beer if you go to a, If you ever go to a UW football game, I, I want to say that the stadium probably seats about, what would you say, 67,000, 70,000 people maybe? 65, somewhere in there? It used to seat, I want to say like 80 or 90, and then Jeez. they redesigned it and it's a little bit less. Okay. Well, either way, uh, 70 of those thousand people are in the little beer area at the corner of the stadium. The like, yeah, exactly. So everybody in the entire stadium is in one little corner drinking, wishing yeah, they could drink throughout the Because everybody wants to drink. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, I get it. It's a college football game. It's college sports. Not everybody ID. who is in college is college enough to ID. Either way, I'm telling you, man, there's 65,000 people just waiting in line to get a beer. By the way, Gabe, just so you know. Uh, you might be from Arkansas. People like you. I'll just read you one of the comments that came in. This guy is fantastic. Gabe, i got to ask, how did you get that 70-some pickup truck out here? Did you drive it all the way across the country? 
No, it was uh, Robin Egg Blue. Oh, wow. <laughs> 19, my brother used to stand, so it's a straight six. So he was able to stand inside inside of the engine well, if you know what I mean. Like he could get inside, stand up upright with the hood up, and work on his truck. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Like standing. No. <laughs> was it on a lift kit? No, no, it was it was all stock. It's just it's a straight six and a big truck. So there was there was like two two and a half feet on each side of the engine before he hit the wheel well. <laughs> and I guarantee you, I had a little orange, I had a little orange dot uh, truck that I bought off of uh, off of the little local Evergreen radio station here in town. And if we had taken that, we would have been there and died just the same. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that big enough those those kitty pool potholes. That's the only way we got out of it. What <laughs> went wrong? Eight four four nine 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 Ola. Connect with the guys. Find the men's room at facebook.com slash the men's room. Now, back to the men's room on the men's room radio network. Uh, but as far as maybe what you stockpile or what you keep. And when you keep something, you know, you, you've got hopefully a box or two or, or whatever you have where no matter how many times you moved or if you lived in the same house all your life or whatever, there's going to be a closet. There's going to be an area where you have decided that you're going to hold on to things. It could be in the garage. It could be a car. It could be all well, kinds now, of things. There's different reasons. All right. Now, I, I have, have like two boxes that are personal to me and it's just different souvenirs and stuff. But I do recognize that none of this stuff that I'm holding on to, I recognize none of it. With, it's something you sell at a garage sale. I'm not going right. to make any money off of the scrap. That doesn't mean I haven't tried in the past, but I recognize now that, hey, man, everything that I thought was good, the baseball cards, comic books, all this mm-hmm. stuff. And it's like, if you have certain baseball cards, absolutely. But right. that's what I didn't have. I didn't have a Babe Ruth or any well, of that. You My need, comic well, books, some, I didn't some of the have. Some of the cards are worth money. The problem is the baseball cards aren't worth anything the, now. Because Look, everyone got in because on it. Because right. basically, <laughs> basically, if you look at the last uh, popular year of when these guys were big and the rookie cards that still made money, you're back to the steroid era. So you're you're looking at a, a Barry Bonds rookie card. You're looking at a Mark McGuire rookie card. You're looking at a uh, the guy who played for the Cubs. Why is this Sammy the, Sosa. the white guy? Uh, Sammy Sosa. Uh, the those, now white. Guy. But now they're not they're not valuable anymore. Now if you go back before that. There is an era in the early 70s where there was a run of stars. The Pete Rose card isn't worth anything anymore, but there were a number of guys who were, were pretty popular. Willie Mays, Mickey Mantle. There's you a few. Like, on. here's one that'll blow your mind. All right, now, keep in mind. But they were normally the mess-ups that, uh, that, that garnered the most cash that but, were caught, and then there's like only the a limited amount. Yeah. Sure, but the problem is, so with baseball cards, like it boomed in the 80s and 90s, but I want you to think about something, right? So, yeah, certain players, if you have the card, absolutely it's going to be worth money because they didn't print a bunch of them. But when it boomed in the 80s and 90s, they said they started producing hundreds of thousands of every card so you could find any card you wanted. So a mint condition Ken Griffey Jr. card. I've got it. It's worth pennies. No, I know. And most of the stuff that I've – look, I was going through my garage the other day because, you know, what else are you going to do? I'm going to clean out my garage. I'm going to make some space. I'm sure. going to find out what i got in here. I gotta say, do I really need with, this Instapot? You know, the whole thing. The other problem with the card people, though, is, like, I don't know anybody that's ever sold – You don't. I mean, like, like I have a really nice – Like, I have one that's worth a lot. Like, you, know, well, you don't want to get sold. I, I, nobody sold this is This is when things get sold. Things get sold when you – now, you are never going to sell it yourself, right? That thing you're hanging on to. But mm-hmm. inevitably, so you're not going to pass this down to my kids. And then you die. The kids are in their 30s, and they go through your stuff. And they man, this is I, don't not, want this. I don't want this. And they go to Goodwill, right. and your baseball – Yeah. Maybe they'll check the comics, but your baseball – if mm-hmm. you go to Goodwill on the day they drop stuff – like I said, I got this nice-ass piano because, frankly, the woman that owned it died. Her kids didn't want it. 
So they just pawn sure. it off. Like, that's what's going to happen with most of the stuff that you're going to pass down to your I, kids. Uh, I looked at these baseball cards. I was going through them because I have a number of sets. And then I have a number, a number of individual cards because back in my ultimate wisdom back then, I thought with rookie cards is how you make your money off of baseball cards. So I'll try to collect as many rookie cards. And you're the only of, person that thought that. But, but you, right, right. And you would buy like 10 or 20 of them or you'd, you'd save as many of them as you can. And I had some just complete busts as far as who I thought Absolutely. ultimately were going to be great baseball players or not. But the one that really cracked me up where I had about 15, 20 of them, right, was a, a Donruss pack. And I don't know if it was late 80s or early 90s. But I saved all these Jay Buhner rookie cards. Now, here's what you need to know about Jay Buhner. Are you this, kidding me? Oh, no. Have you told him this? I have not told him this. But, <sighs> but I've got him in my bag. I've got one in my bag, and here's why. The next time I see him, mm. all right, I've got this card. Okay, first of all, he is much better looking in this card as a rookie than he ever could look in his professional playing days. Second of all, he's a New York Yankee. So he's playing for a winning team. For I think Jay looks great right now. Uh, well, no, you he's big seen, enough you that I'll tell him You haven't him seen a picture of him. He looks like Mickey Say Mantle. Say that to his face. Yeah, he's chiseled. You know what I mean? He's younger. He's got hair. The whole deal. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. So I cannot wait to see him because he comes in. He cuts commercials yeah. every once in a while. He hasn't been in here lately because of the crap. But, man, I cannot wait to put that go, who in the F is this guy? <laughs> right. He's playing for the Yankees. He's playing for a winning organization. He has hair. He has a jawline. And he's good looking. <laughs> who is this? Because it says Jay Buner. <laughs> it says your name. And I've got 25 of them. Thanks. Thanks for nothing. I've been hauling these around for years. No, I won't get that much crap, but still. I'll let him know you said that. You will now. Oh, yeah. Ask him what else he thinks, Jay. Right, exactly. Jay Buter fat. He was not fat at all. He's not fat. He's a jolly. Have you seen him when he comes by the office? Oh, he's a a monster. I know. No, you're saying it the exact same way. Oh, yeah. Look at you. Look at you. Actually, well, if his uh, wife comes in, look what you could have had. You got old Jay Jay Buter. Make sure you get all this energy he's got for Jay Buter. Oh, Mike's already on it. I'm going to tell his wife. You got old Jay Buter. Look at young, in shape, good Jay Buter here. So you got the, the short end of the No, stick. no, that's fair because of most wedding pictures. <laughs> I but think. I was looking at it, it's like, oh, God, I forgot Buner played for the for the Yankees. Yeah. I mean, I just I completely I bet you he I was going through these cards. I had a Doc Ellis, which meant something to me because he pitched a no-hitter Is it on worth acid. anything? No, but he pitched a no-hitter on Is there acid, acid on it? Right, How exactly. is it not worth something when he's, like, to me, I mean, it's just that's the thing that separates him from the rest of the pack, right? But this is the one that pisses me off the most. This is the one that I remember. This is the one that I've held on to since I was probably 10 years old. All right. It is a number one issue Star Wars comic book. Now, this comic book technically came out before the movie. All right. Just so you understand, Okay. I doesn't mean it. it's worth anything. Just means I it's got old. The number now, typically, if you go back to Star Wars stuff, all of those toys that you bought, and we do have a list of things that you've kept a hold on uh, right now that aren't worth crap, but there are things that some things that are worth money. One of the things in the Star Wars world is the original Star Wars action figures. Mm-hmm. Now, if they're in their box, blah blah blah. Sure. So I figure, like, man, if you're going to go early, early Star Wars, mm-hmm. I got I got issue number one, Ted. I've had this thing. I've held on to it. What do you think issue number one? I know you're not a Star Wars fan, but it's a number one comic book. What do you think that thing is worth? Holding on to it for 30 years, 40 years. Based on your angle, angle of anger, <laughs> yeah, I'll say 75 bucks. I could buy it right now for $3.99 <laughs> if I press this button and add the cart. Look at that. I mean, I just looked at it the other day like, oh, yeah. Still got that bad boy. You've had that thing for like 40 years. 40 years. Because it's going to be worth something. So every every decade, I earned a dollar. Now, the thing costs. <laughs> the thing, oh, shh, man, about cussed. You're not going to believe how much this thing costs new. $3.99? $3.99. <laughs>
I'm just looking at it now. It's printed right on the well, front. On the of plus the- side, it retained <laughs> its value. No, it did not. It's the same price. It's the same price. Retained its value. How did that happen? Oh my God! Three ninety nine. That's all that thing is worth. It's, it's worth what you it's paid worth for. Face value. <laughs> Are you kidding me? God, this is a great day. See if I was a subscriber to this stupid ass comic book <laughs> store, then I could get it for two dollars and sixty cents. Reach out to the guys on Twitter at Men's Room Live. Now back to the Men's Room on the Men's Room Radio Network. Yes, friends, it's time once again for. Sit and spin. Let's gather around the old radio and listen to some swellerific new music. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Once again, from his palatial basement at home studio, the one and only Ryan Castle, everybody. You guys uh, are just in time. My dog is barking frantically because we have a guy coming to look at a uh, cement issue next to my house. Oh, I really? thought that was your wife coughing with the uh, corona, so I'm glad <laughs> to know it's yeah. the dog. Ooh. Can I, uh, ah, can the, I? Ah, the joys of working from home. Well, let me work you through what's about ready to happen. Ooh, man, that okay. is really, really, really dipped down like that. That's going to take a lot of filler in there. I'm going to have to pull this up right here and just pump a bunch of goo and concrete down in there. You're looking at about 15 man, grand. I don't know. I don't know who did this uh, did this originally back in 1958, but they did a terrible. I'm amazed this thing's been sitting here as long as it has, man. Yeah, man. Uh, how also, is, uh, who handled who handled your drainage? I bet we could redo the whole drainage system for the house. You ever heard of a French drain? It uses its tongue. <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> and yeah. it, it uses its tongue and duck fat. How is, uh, how is how is the home life treating you? You, you hanging in there? I'm all right, man. Yeah, I've uh, I've learned to make the best of it. Look, I'm not going to complain. I am one of the fortunate people that have the capability to work from home, and I do it in front of a bar all day. So mm, that's got to be really tempting. Although I will it's, say, uh, over the weekend, if I, I, if I were someone who resisted temptation, maybe <laughs> yeah. over the weekend I get a text: Do you want to social distance and drink a beer? I know you just needed to get out of the house. And we sat what yeah. about eight feet away and just drank yeah. beer outside. I pulled up. Uh, I pulled up in Thrill's driveway. No, that's not even true. I pulled up on his front porch where he <laughs> yeah, was really. sitting. He did uh, on on the uh, on the scoot because you know I'm enjoying the scooter lifestyle on a nice day like that. Um, and then uh, I hung out for like an hour and we sat on his porch across from each other and drank a beer. I even mm-hmm. brought my own beer so we did not have to actually physically interact. It was, it was very nice. very responsibly irresponsible. Yeah, yeah, I was impressed. I bet he is. All right, well, uh, I guess uh, today on Sit and Spin, it's all Tigers all the time. Is is that's kind of the thing. So we're riding the wave here of uh, of Tiger Mania. Yeah, I don't know if you guys know this, but there's a thing on Netflix called Tiger King. Have you heard about this? Say what? I have not. It's so apparently, apparently it's a thing, and this is what I've discovered, that meth-fueled tiger sex cults are a thing also. <laughs> and okay. somehow I missed out on all of that. You know, I grew up on Casino Road in Everett, which is just like Tiger King, but without the tigers. <laughs> well, thank God it wasn't that element of danger. All right, so uh, today you... So this, uh, is your, this is your soundtrack. So these are uh, the top 10 tiger songs of all times? Is that what we're getting? These, these songs, songs with tigers today, yeah. 10, number 10. Tiger in the jungle. What is this? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's like the tiger version of uh, Baby Shark. Sort of, yeah. This is the uh, story box. The song is Tiger in the Jungle, in case you didn't catch it at the beginning. (laughs) I'm glad my kids are old enough that this is no longer part of my world. Could you imagine sitting down and pinning this? I want to do that. I'm a backup singer. These are the top 10 Tiger songs of all time. 
on six feet. All time, huh? This is, uh, they might be giants. And the song is the ladies and the tiger. They could have called themselves, they might suck. Now we can't have any lion songs in this, right? This is strictly tigers. Only tigers. Today. Only tigers. Only tigers. Only tigers. I dug okay. deep the tigers. All right. Tom lion King's King, uh, a different movie, Miles. Well, singing like in the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lion sleeps tonight. I guess it will But the lions don't even live in jungles. That's I know. what I don't, whatever. They're on, they're on a plane. They're on the Top Serengeti. 10, uh, <laughs> top 10 tiger songs. That's it. Eight, number eight. Boy, it is tough to write a good Tiger song. Yeah, these are not the best ones. You know this as the greatest rock and roll band of all time, T-Rex. Um, and the lyrics are, uh, tame my tiger. He wants he wants her to tame his tiger, and yeah, she wants him to try her peaches. So oh, I, I can only... They're both very only, fuzzy. That's what I'm getting out of it. I'm surprised that, uh, that this took place at a tiger sanctuary in Georgia. <laughs> Mark Boland, who knew? Top 10 Tiger songs of all time. I'm sitting spin. What is this, an Exxon commercial? <laughs> yeah, tiger in his tank. got a tiger in his tank. <laughs> or is he being sodomized you know I mean? by Tony the Tiger? Also, also good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was great. <laughs> You're great. Who is this? Yeah, that's the Eels. The eels. Okay. Right. Yeah, and you guys aren't going to believe this, but they just keep getting better from here. Okay. <laughs> they have shot. Wait. Top 10 Tiger songs <laughs> on Sin Sin. Number six. I am behind you. I always find you. I am the tiger. Sounds threatening. Sounds like ABBA. Why do tigers get such poor treatment, right? If you sing about a lion, it's badass. Right now. Tigers are happy. They're fluffy, happy things. That Is this ABBA? It is ABBA. Okay. I've never heard the song. I know what ABBA sounds like. but Look, the Swedes don't, don't see like a lot it. of tigers, so they have to just kind of make it up. <laughs> Other than the tiger striped pants they were wearing. These are Correct. top 10 tiger songs. These are the guys got, got it all five, Number five. I've got a tiger by the tail. It's plain to see. Again, tigers are not cuddly animals. Why are all the tiger songs, songs don't so really happy? have the edge? No, they? they really don't. It's like they're all cuddly. Uh, this is uh, Miles. You know this. I'm sure you're related to this guy in some way. This is Buck Owens and his Buckaroos. <laughs> yeah. Buckaroos. All right. Oh, we know tiger Buck Buck Owens from Hee Haw and nothing else. <laughs> this is a jam right here. Salute. These are the top ten tiger songs on Sin Spin. Four, number four. Right, thank you. Right. You know that tiger's clean because he licks himself all day. That's true. I mean, that's what cats do. You know what? You can't tell somebody's clean just by looking at him. You never seen a dirty tiger? You know, I don't know if I have. It's too meticulous. That's what I heard about Tony the tiger. Oh, he's dirty as hell. I wonder if Ronnie James ever got a chance to actually ride the tiger. One time in his life. That's the you finally get a cool song about tigers, and honestly, he offers up the worst advice you can give. I don't think you can ride a Do tiger. not ride a tiger. <laughs> no, or he's a drug you know, reference, Ronnie, right? Ronnie, Ronnie James Dio is a precise sure ride a clean, tiger, too. Possibly. I'd love to see small Ronnie James Dio on a saddle on the back of a tiger. <laughs> I think that'd be great. <laughs> Top 10 Tiger Songs on Sit and Spin. Three, number three. I got the eye of the tiger. All right. Again. 
If I'm a tiger, I eat Katy Perry because you're making me sound soft and stupid. What if you weren't a tiger? Oh, then I'd mount her. <laughs> okay, I'll say, what's the difference? <laughs> I need to apologize for putting Katy Perry above Ronnie James Dio on this list as well. My bad. That's all right. That is actually quite offensive. Boy, it's all about the tiger. Yeah. Top 10 tiger songs on Sit and Spin. Two, number two. If this was number two, what is number one? I don't know. Like, oh, yeah. there's no better song about tigers than this. This is your finest the quality tiger song, tiger song of all time. When it comes How to songs number about two? tigers, I feel like I listen to that. Tiger, tiger playlist should have yeah. been one song I ten feel, times. I feel, I, like the tiger. I feel like I I'm listening to that lame ass uh, countdown you put together at the end of the year back in the day. It was always Stairway to Heaven. Yeah, by the like, way, you know what I mean. What the hell is this going to be now? I put that together. People voted. Don't blame me. Okay, I again, oh, yeah. But if you are angry about our Tiger songs list, please contact Ryan Castle. Has meticulously I can't, gone uh, through all the great Tiger songs of all time. I the Tiger. I the Tiger. I can't believe I, what will be the number one Tiger song of all time. I don't know. Line number one. Oh, yeah. Now I understand. What the hell is this? This is Joe Exotic. Oh, this it's is not him. Joe Exotic. This is the guy from Seattle, isn't it? This is the guy from Vancouver who played Joe Exotic, playing uh, Joe Exotic on Tiger King. What's the name of the tune? I John saw Mal- Tiger. John Malkovich. I saw a Tiger. Seriously, I saw a Tiger. It's That's him. the name of it. Yeah, I saw a Tiger. We own him. Tiger. Tiger saw me. Is country radio playing this now? I became a man. They I should. don't know. Maybe <laughs> they should. I know our buddy Taryn and her husband Brad already can sing it. Uh, Ryan Castle, thank you so much for joining us. I think the contractor is going to get you for, I'm going to say, six grand. Six Uh, grand. He's not getting nothing. Six grand. What do you think? (laughs) You got a number? Anybody? What do you think? Concrete repair work, patchwork? I want six grand. Oh, see here what happened here is uh, when when the concrete collapsed, we knocked out your power, so we're going to have to get our electrician (laughs) here. Want more of The Men's Room? Download the new podcast from Miles and Thrill, The Greatest Story Never Told. Available on Radio.com. As a kid growing up, your parents don't want you to cuss for all of the obvious reasons. I'm that way with my blah, blah, blah. So it was around Christmas time. I don't remember what my brother and I are fighting about, but I'm about nine or ten years old. All right. So my parents are directly upstairs, and it's kind of an open house, so they can hear anything really that you're going to say. So I remember I'm still pissed at him, but I'm not going to say anything because I know my parents within the next 20 minutes are leaving the house to do whatever it is they're going to go do. Because they had told us, hey, we're going to go do it. I'm like, cool, 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 cool. I hear their footsteps go down the stairs. I hear the front door open. I hear the front door close. I wait about two good minutes. And my brother and I, we've been wrapping Christmas gifts for my parents that I'm sure they paid for. Uh, But he had left, like, the scissors and wrapping paper in my room. And like I said, I'm a bratty kid. I'm just annoyed at him for whatever. So as soon as my parents leave, I scream at the top of my lungs, Adrian, get all your effing ass out of my bedroom. I knew I'd get a rise out of him. But instead, he opens the door, and he's real calm. And he just looks at me, and he says, Mom and Dad haven't left yet. And he closed his door. (laughs) 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 So it was like... 30 seconds of dead silence. My brother's now abandoned me. He's back in his bedroom. I can hear my father's very heavy footfalls, and they go to the edge of the railing, and we don't make eye contact. He just yells down the stairs, but he knows I'm directly below him. Steven, and I'm trying to play cool, like, mate, and trust me, they heard, because I yelled this, so I'm like, uh, what's up? Did you just say what I thought you said? I was like, 
what is it that you think I said? Because <laughs> I don't want to effing ass. I'm like, I did. Don't ever say that again. Stop the way. So I didn't get in a ton of trouble, but it scared the living bejesus out of me, man. It really. But I just remember the look on his face. He's like, "Oh, mom and dad, they, they haven't left yet." Yeah, yeah. I gotcha. My kid, uh, my son, he uh, I guess an f bomb had slipped out, and uh, I told him, I said, "Look, circumstantially, there are times where dad will let it slide. If you stub your toe, you yell out an f bomb. It's like understood. I believe it's truly in context, and I'm. I don't care if you are an infant." That can only speak Mandarin. If it stubs its toe, somehow it's going to scream an f bomb. Like this is naturally mm-hmm. what comes out of your mouth, right? But he got busted. Not on the way. He's just being stupid with his friends. So sat him down, kind of explained, it, and he takes things pretty well. But I said, "Look, I'm just going to put this in terms that you can understand, since you're a little man now. If you ever effing get in trouble for effing cussing in front of another effing adult, it's going to be your effing ass. You understand? It's like yes." I understand. And it's so hard not to laugh because in my mind, I'm like, I, I don't yeah. care that much. But the whole thing is that I, I fully expect that you cuz. You and your friends are stupid. You're supposed to be stupid. Here's how the game is played. Uh, you can't say it in front of adults. People can't overhear you. That's when you get in trouble. Then I have to come down on your ass. If you are smart, you do things behind the scenes. Like when I say horrible things about your sister, I don't say it in front of her. I wait for her to walk away. Yeah, Yeah, and I say it on the radio because she doesn't listen to the show. That's how the game is played, man. And he's been very, very. I don't very think he's ever been cussing for me. I just think it's been—it's just me opening my mouth at the wrong time and saying the wrong things. Not you. Like, what about the story about you cussing in the car? Oh, with my kids in the back. Yeah. Oh, oh, I cuss in the car all the time. No, no, that was uh, their age <laughs> and what you said. <laughs> yeah, and the circumstance I mean, I, made it a yeah, little different. Yeah, <laughs> I think I, I think I touched all the bases. Everything uh, you love, told me, sea sucker, mother effer, and then everything else. Maybe some Australian slang. And then Miles says he looks like someone like cut you off, or whatever. Australian yeah. slang, good call. Yeah, it starts at the sea, right? Oh man, says I mean, he yeah. looks up in the review mirror, and both of his kids <laughs> forgot to turn the car. Looked like the Home Alone poster, right? It's like it was a mouth. It was like thirty seconds worth. Because I'm wailing on the horn, like you mother, you like rolling down the window. Hey, you. <laughs> Yeah, Turn around, there's your kids. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, hey, girls. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> my bad. Not a good time. Not a good, <laughs> I was just thinking about the time where I had this girl on my phone who I knew very well and was a friend of mine, but everyone called her Jabba the Slut. She's obviously a very good friend of yours. <laughs> but, yeah. but I had her on my phone as Jabba. Because all of that's so but complimentary. No one, no one ever said that to her. It was the fact that she, looked. she she very much liked to spend company with many different people. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things that she really that's liked That's the slut yeah, part. Right. I'm so, sure that was the part that bugged her. Well, that, no, 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 Jabba. No, 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 yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, Why'd yeah, you call yeah, her Jabba? It was kind of like Shrek. All right, so, but I mean, you got to remember. And Shrek was offended. We you got to remember her Shrek. Yes. There's, a large, there's a large population of people in Baltimore City where you look at them and you just go, wow. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, wow. Like, <laughs> wow. You just, that's all you can say is wow. And, uh, and she kind of had that look of just wow. I mean, dudes are cross eyed. There's just a lot of wows in Baltimore. Right, Baltimore right. Right? There's all kinds of stuff. And she just had that wow look. But uh, so I, I, I didn't come up with this Jabba. nickname, but she also uh, sold some weed. And I had her in my phone as Jabba because let's just say her name was let's just say her name was Danielle or whatever. I had like two or three Danielles in my phone at the time, whatever. So I just gave her Jabba. So, but I but no one said that to her to her face. They also didn't put it in their phone. So I tried to call her like three or four times and I couldn't get a hold of her. And finally, she called. I'm like, Oh, Jabba, what's up? Ah, oh. what you call? Me? Oh. 
Oh, did you just call me Java? No, 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 no. I said, ah, oh, oh, what's up? That's an Ava. What's up? She's like, you called me Java, didn't you? I was like, no, no. She's like, yes, she did. Did like, you ever talk to her again? Yes. I mean, I got the weed that night. I was oh. still like, I didn't call her. I was like, ah, oh, no, what's up? Hey, Java. Yeah, but, you know, like the, like the bud uh, light dude. That's hot. That's hot. I just make noise when people call ah. me. Can't get enough of the men's room? Listen to the men's room daily podcast on the radio.com app. Oh, I think we need to go back in time. The last time we played Ted versus the FCC. I'm giving Robin some cue like it's her job to do something. Hit it, Robin. Yeah, Hit come it. on, Robin. Fire up doing? the time machine. I guess we got to go back in time to the last time we played Ted versus the FCC. Sorry. Back Ted Smith likes to take big ships. Sometimes he ships his pants and sits in his bed, or sits his pants and ships the bed. Taking ships and sitting his pants while taking a sit are his favorite things. Three times fast. Ted Smith likes to take big ships. Sometimes he ships his pants and sits in his bed, or he sits his pants and ships the bed. Taking ships and sitting in his pants while taking a sit are his favorite thing. One. Ted Smith likes to take big ships. Sometimes he ships his pants and sits in his bed, or he sits his pants and ships the bed. Taking ships and sitting in his pants while taking a sit is what his favorite thing. Two! Ted Smith likes to take big ships. Sometimes he ships his pants and sits his bed. Sits his pants and ships the bed. Taking ships and sitting in his pants while taking a sit are his favorite thing. Wow. Wow. Still that was amazing. And now, everyone's oh God, favorite uh, daytime uh, game show oh, where one person yeah. can lose $325,000 and their job or win. And walk away with nothing. Ugh. It's time for Ted versus the FCC. Not an easy time to get street drugs, but we found them. Well, part of it is, it turns out, listen, if you're all about the street drugs in a pinch, Miles and I discovered last mm-hmm. night that a lot of household products are doing a pinch. Yeah, they really do. So after we, as we do every night, uh, the men's room all together, we sit down in the house we share, and uh, we enjoy hot cocoa and marshmallows. We sing a few songs, we put everyone to bed, but Miles and I, we stayed up later, grabbed the Tide Pods, turns out they mix pretty well with Swiss Miss. Oh yeah. You can barely even taste it, and uh, but we stayed awake and came up with some of our Tongue best Tongue twisters work. that were just oh, amazing. Man. Then we come in here today, Ted, and there is a, a listener submitted Ted versus the I mean, FCC. son of a bitch. Unreal. You can't believe this. I know. We'd have gone to bed much earlier. Our, uh, our head writer, Sir Jolly Joe, uh, supplied us Uh-oh. with the Ted versus the FCC. So here you go, Ted. Uh, this week's Ted versus the FCC goes something like this. On the shiny ship, Rick Rock soaks cork and Rick Dock sucks chalk. But on the city ship, Rick Rock sucks Rick Dock's chalk and Rick Dock soaks Rick Rock's cork. They are cork soakers and chalk suckers. That from uh, Jolly lot. Joe. The way we play Ted versus the FCC is you need to read that one time through and then three times fast. On a shiny ship, Rick Rock soaks cork and Rick Dock's sucks chalk. But in the city ship, Rick Rock sucks Rick Dock's chalk, and Rick Dock soaks Rick Rock's cork. They are cork soakers and chalk suckers. Three times fast. On a shiny ship, Rick Rock soaks cork. <laughs> cork, and Rick Dock sucks chalk. But on the city ship, Rick Rock sucks Rick Dock's chalk, and Rick Dock soaks Rick Rock's cork. They are cork soakers and chalk suckers. One. On a shiny ship, Rick Rock soaks cork, and Rick Dock sucks chalk. But on a city ship, 
Rick rocks sucks. Rick docks chalk. And Rick docks soaks. Rick rocks cork. They are cork soakers and chalk suckers. That is two. On a sidey ship, Rick rocks soaks cork. And Rick docks sucks chalk. But on the city ship, Rick rocks sucks. Rick docks chalk. And Rick docks soaks. Rick rocks c Oh, uh, you blew that one. <laughs> Man, I really thought I was going to get that. Uh, yeah, almost. So close. Well, Rick's smiling anyway. <laughs> yeah, I bet he is. I bet he is, too. It's a latest tile. He didn't know his buddy would do that. No way. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Happy birthday. There's one for the lost column in Ted versus the FCC. <laughs> Play a little you versus the FCC. Download the men's room app. It is brand new, and it is absolutely free. See if you can do better than Ted with you versus the FCC. You can. Connect with the men's room on Instagram at Men's Room Live. Game is Big Dummy, 844-999-OLA. I feel like if I walked into a room and, you know, some woman, you're going to have a one-night stand and she did that, I feel like I'd giggle for 30 mm-hmm. seconds. Yeah. You know, you guys are so awesome. Hello, Ron. Welcome to the Men's Room. Big Hello. Dummy. Hola. Ronnie on Team Sober, Hola. Team Not Sober. I'm not sober, courtesy of the Men's Room Red. Oh, nice All right, work. nice work, Ron. You're giving back to charity. You know that? Every time you drink a delicious men's room red, you're doing some good for the Fisher House. It's got to make you feel good, That's right? right. My, my brother is in the military. He's a Navy boy, and he might need it sometime. Okay, well, nice work, Ron. All right, our poll. you got to eat one, unfortunately, with your red. Will it be Chupacabra, Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot, or Liver and Onions? Well, I was hoping you'd throw on the Kraken for some seafood, so I'll take the, uh, I'll take the um, Loch Ness Nessie. You no offense, we brought up we Kraken earlier. Kraken was going to be the fourth option. And, and Robin shut it down with these words. And she said it very quickly, very matter-of-factly. Uh, so Miles was running through some idea. He says, Kraken, without missing a beat, Robin goes, that's just a squid. It's calamari. Mm, so we're like, okay, is. wow. Yeah. I mean, what would Next. you pick? I mean, that, that's just the guaranteed winner. <laughs> right. Who's even, even if you say, okay. <laughs> she well, was maybe, just like a big squid. Maybe it's say, just calamari. Yeah, but maybe you say <laughs> some of the photos look like it could be an octopus, right? In that instance, you have grilled octopus. So either way, it's, yeah, but it's a pretty easy choice. I'm thinking of squid because they're more aggressive in general. And it tastes better, man. Octopus has to be done very specifically. It does. And they do. I was for calamari. I yeah. mean, you'd have like calamari, but I mean, as far as a giant squid is concerned, yeah. it would be like the size of a hula hoop. That's why it'd be awesome. You know, you get just one ring for the a, table. You wouldn't even have a grill big enough to put the damn thing on there, you know? Oh, you'd have to go to a restaurant for this. Yeah. If you're eating uh, if you're eating Kraken, for sure you're eating out. Could you imagine the ink pasta you could make with one of those bad boys? <laughs> Days. If you're eating Kraken, you're eating out. I, it just seems... <laughs> you filthy, filthy man. <laughs> That's a slogan? Oh, God. Oh, no, I did not mean that. it that yes, way. Yes, you did. I did not mean it that way. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Wow. <laughs> okay. Wow, man. <laughs> I'm sorry I said anything. I'm down with it, but yeah. <laughs> Get it? Oh, man. All right. Here's the question. What planet was originally named George's Star? Well, I got to go with the, uh, since I'm not sure on this one, got to go with the original, the basic answer, Uranus. Oh, so close. Uranus. Oh, you got oh, it. Nice. Yes. You got it. I was going to say it was going to be Minas, uh, Minas, Venus or Mars. Minas. Minas. <laughs> the meanest planet in all the galaxy. Because I figured I'd be close.
The Georgia Star? Well, I figure somebody just went like, it's Georgia Star. So, you know what I mean? It was they just... Went, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and that's why they named it Uranus. Back to the Kraken. Yeah. All right, the game is Big Dummy. 844-999. Hola, who is our next contestant ready to play the big game? <laughs> Hello, Anthony. Welcome to the men's room. Big Dummy! Hola, Big Dummy. Hola. Anthony, sober, not sober. I am sober. Anthony is sober. And happy about it. Anthony, let me ask you a question. Are you under quarantine there? Uh, yes, I am. Okay. Uh, do you drink a beverage every once in a while? Uh, sometimes, yes. Okay. Do you have a time that you allow yourself to have a beverage during these quarantine days? So, in other words, like if it's 4 o'clock, do you go, okay, it's 4 o'clock. I can have a beverage now. You mean working from home? Yeah. Oh, I'd be getting drunk all the time. That's day. what I'm saying. Like, when do you allow yourself that first <laughs> Look, beverage? I'm not at work. They never said you cannot work drunk. They said you cannot be at work drunk. And that's very. And listen, certainly I've gotten in trouble maybe for violating that. But that said, I think we all know about that. But listen. <laughs> but it, yeah, you know what happens? And I get it. And they're absolutely right. But if I'm at home, it's like, look, I'm not at work drunk. I'm just doing work mm-hmm. drunk Yeah, that's true. at home. All right, Anthony, our men's room poll. You got to eat one. Will it be Chubacabra, Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot, or liver and onions? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Bigfoot, hands down. What, uh, what part of Bigfoot do you think you would eat first to try? So you go to Miles' Butchery Place, and he's got them all shaved up. He's hanging in the back like, what What part? What? Got, you got to shave that goddamn thing, man. I don't think you shave it. I think you skin it. Really? I'm Bigfoot? not eating Bigfoot I'm skin. Sure. You're eating Bigfoot skin? It's like chicken, man. We don't if eat cow I deep skin. Fry it, you, oh, no, we don't eat. People it. eat pork rinds. They eat all kinds of things, man. Yeah, do you think the Bigfoot skin? Yeah, I'm with Miles good? on this one. You got to skin that guy. I'm skinning okay. it. You don't know what yeah, you're missing. I'm with Miles. I'm going to skin First it of all, right I'm black. So deep fried skin of any animal is just <laughs> naturally part of any goddamn thing. Yeah, I'm but would eat. you? Would you? So you, you don't want to wax that soul food right there, brother. You don't want to. You don't want to wax the yeti. You know what I mean? Or shave the <laughs> you yeti. You don't. I mean, you just want to. Can we stop with these innuendos? Is that no, like eating cracking yetis? Waxing the yeti. Eating cracking and waxing yeti, brah. <laughs> Come on over, dude. I'm waxing the yeti. It'll it is the horny the, day. It'll isn't be it? on the grill in an hour. Would you go to a party if the only thing they could promise you is that they're going to wax the Yeti? Hell yeah. Oh, I'm in. You know he'd scream. <laughs> and that could mean a hundred different things. That's what I mean. It could be drug culture. It could be strippers. Something in a cooler. Right. It could be a, a weird drink. But yeah, no. you're skinning. What, what is it? Skinning a Yeti? No, waxing the Yeti. Waxing a Yeti? I'm in. No, because this case, you come to my home, I'm truly waxing the Bigfoot that I've got. Exactly. Oh, and you got to hang him. You got to hang him. You got to hang him. Of course. All right. Before we get to waxing our yetis, here's our question for you. What late radio DJ provided the voice of both Shaggy on the Scooby-Doo cartoon and Robin from the cartoon Super Friends? I have no idea, Pat. (laughs) Casey Kasem. That's right, American Top 40, Robin, Shaggy... There's a uh, there's a reel of Casey Kasem going off because the writers screwed him up. I ain't talking about no goddamn dog ever again. <laughs> oh, that's right. Right. What's it? I'm going into an upbeat <laughs> yeah. song. Right, after exactly. I'm yeah. going into an upbeat song. And you hey, send me this hey. sad story about a dead dog. <laughs> Once a year, Donna Mike would always play it. Connect with the guys. Find the men's room at facebook.com slash the men's room. Now, back to the men's room on the men's room radio network. Bobbing and we made it to drinking time. Somebody out there deserves to be recognized. And the men's room knows just who it is. 
so to you we say, bottoms up, sailor. You're the toast of our shot of the day. Drink time it is, and as usual, we head to the drink desk and Stephen Throwhill to find out who we're toasting. Yes, indeed. Before we get there, a quick update. It seems my suspicions of the Easter Bunny possibly breaking uh, into parents' houses and stealing money directly out of the wallet is being corroborated uh, by many people out there. Happened to them, too. Oh, many people are expressing, yeah. Well, one guy, mm. he got taken for 17 bucks. Get out yeah. of here. Who knew? That's how the Easter Bunny operated. Man, oh man. It's a profit deal. Man, oh man. Also, just a heads up, I like to give this uh, advice out every year. If you're, uh, if you're into picking up Easter eggs, always go for the light ones. Why? Because that's got cash money. The other ones have like a quarter or two. Some of them, no, no less than four quarters. Peter Cottontail was very kind, Oh, I think. So no one got less than a buck per egg. Glad they're happy. But today, we toast an unidentified 64-year-old man from France. Now, our honoree, he works for a defense contractor. He was offered the chance to ride in a French fighter jet by surprise by four of his co-workers, and it's all part of what they call an incentive flight, and they grant this to non-military passengers who have a supporting role in aircraft operations or for journalists who cover aviation. Anyway, the day came, and our hero was loaded into the plane. Now, unfortunately, there were a series of miscues and oversights, and no one noticed them until too late. For example, our honoree, he was only cleared for the flight four hours before he actually took off, and only under the condition, doctors check you out, by the way, only under the condition that he not be subjected to negative Gs. So the question, of course, what are negative Gs? Well, If you accelerate downwards faster than the rate of a natural free fall, you experience what is known as a negative G-force. As you accelerate, the liquid in your body, basically your blood, it moves slower than the solid parts of your body due to inertia of the blood, and that results in a feeling of weightlessness, right? So, like when you first go over the crest on a roller coaster, that sensation. So they said, look, don't do that. Don't do that to this guy. His condition is not such that he can handle it. So why is it dangerous? Well, the reason it's dangerous, under negative Gs, blood pressure will increase in the head, running the risk of the dangerous condition known as red out, too much blood pressure in the head and the eyes, and because of the high level of sensitivity that the eye's retina uh, began, uh, let's see, because of the level of sensitivity that the eye's retina has to the hypoxia, symptoms are usually first experienced visually, so you start to black out. So the doctor said, look, it's fine if he does this flight. Don't do this. That's just the negative Gs. The medical examiner also limited the G factor to plus three. So you've heard like you can get up three Gs, four Gs. Don't do it above three. But the doctor failed to communicate this to the pilot who proceeded to take off at more than four Gs. Keep in mind, this guy is not cleared for anything more than three Gs. And then they did what they call a negative six negative uh, negative G. Again, nothing more than four Gs. No negative Gs at all. Both of these things happen. It's not good. What's even worse, our honoree's harness had not been tightened adequately. Oh. His G-suit pants were not correctly on, and his helmet and oxygen mask were unbuckled. So all of this is going on. So the pilot took off at a 47-degree angle. That generates plus 4G. So that's more than what the doctor recommended. Then as he leveled off, he subjected our hero to the negative Gs. Now, according to the official report, Discovering the feeling of the negative gravity, the insufficiently strapped in and totally surprised passenger grabbed a handle for support. Now, you can understand a car makes a sharp turn. You kind of grab the side of the Mm -hmm. car. Yeah, the handle in question, it was actually the lever to eject 
And when he grabbed it, oh. he freaking ejected his ass out of the plane. Now, during the unexpected ejection, he lost his helmet. He lost his oxygen mask. And due to a, what they're calling, technical flaw, the dinghy failed to inflate that's attached to a seat. But the good news is the incident happened over dry land. Believe it or not, this dude only suffered minor injuries. What's even worse about this, technically, when you eject out of the back of this plane, the pilot is also supposed to eject, like two seconds later. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to happen automatically. When Watch he, the canopy. When he accidentally ejected, the, the blast of ejecting him damaged the pilot seat, so the pilot did not eject. But technically, there's nothing wrong with the plane. But he had to do a fuel dump and then land a few minutes later. So think about this. Doctor says, look, you can do this, but all the gravity stuff, avoid this. No one tells the pilot. The pilot does what pilots do. This guy freaks out, grabs a handle. That handle is the ejection lever and shot his ass out of there like 500 miles an hour. <laughs> what a ride. <laughs> I mean, what a ride. Right now, man. What a ride. You think that would have been regulated more? Yeah, well, trust me, they're going through a lot of technical review. Apparently, the plane was a piece of garbage as they go back and kind of piece this together. But, uh, yeah, he was freaking out, grabbed the handle, and blew his ass out of the plane. But he's okay. <laughs> that is. <laughs> and apparently, according to the story, he was already doing this begrudgingly. Like, he was nervous about doing it, but his friends were urging him to do it, so he agreed to do it, and all this happened. I'm promising you he will never do it again. So we pour this booze, and we drink this booze, because we think it's yummy. Yummy! So over the tongue and down the throat to party in our tummies. Down the hola, bitchola! Thanks for listening to the best of the Men's Room podcast. Want more of the Men's Room? The greatest story never told with Miles and Thrill. Also available on Radio.com. Oh, man. A Double Flush production. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.